Welcome to Dare, Share, Create, the podcast. Conversations, concepts, and insights from people who have dared to go after their dreams, who share their gifts with the world, and who create the life that they want. I'm your host, Elizabeth Valentine, a voiceover artist, singer, speaker, and coach. This podcast aims to free you from whatever's holding you back, spark transformation, and is designed to give you the courage, inspiration, permission, and tools to live your best, most inspired and fulfilled life so you can make the biggest positive impact in the world. Now, on to today's conversation. So hello and welcome, welcome to this season three premiere of Dare Share, create the podcast with me, Elizabeth Valentine. How are you doing? I mean that. Have you tuned in lately and asked yourself how you are doing? Or are you just go, go, go without really stopping and smelling the roses, the coffee or the smelly vegetables at the back of the drawer that you really should have chucked out by now? So I am excited to be back with another season where I've got some great guests lined up for you all. Got Stephanie Taylor, who just won an Inspirational Person of the Year Award, the award-winning filmmaker and author of the book Brave New Girl, How to Be Fearless, Lou Hamilton, and entrepreneur, mentor, philanthropist, and best-selling author Sebastian Bates. They are just some of the fab, fab people that are coming on. In this coming season, we're going to be going deep into all things related to daring to go after your dreams, sharing your gifts with the world and creating the life that you want. We're going to be talking about reframing stories, how you can build ethical businesses and still gain financial freedom, building resilience in your children, why it's important to give back how to cultivate critical thinking. And there are also going to be some hard truths in this season that I probably think we can all use. And then I'm going to be sharing lots of coaching topics, tools and tricks so that you and I can live our best, most fulfilled and inspired life so that we can make the biggest positive impact in the world. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? So as you may know, if you are a regular listener of the podcast and if you follow me on social media, I have been traveling for the past nearly six weeks since season two finished. I went home to Denmark and stayed for almost a month, which was really wonderful. I still worked whilst I was there, but I also got to go to my friend's daughter's christening and was surprised with a lovely wedding at the same time. I met new babies that my friends have had in lockdown since I've not seen them for a couple of years. I spent lots of time with my wonderful family. I swam in the cold cold sea and I walked in the beautiful forests and got to celebrate my dad's 70th birthday on a historic ship which was his dream day. So I'm so grateful that I had that time. And then I took a holiday to Cyprus with some really dear friends of mine at the end. And I'm going to ease you sort of gently into this third season with a story from that holiday, which, by the way, was the first time I've taken time off from the TV channel I'm the brand voice for in three years. I'm always a little bit embarrassed to say that it's been three years since I took time off. I mean, normally I just work ahead or I work whilst I'm away because, hey, I can. But this time I recognized that I actually needed a proper, proper break 
to put an out-of-office on and have someone else cover for me. And that someone was actually Marie Brock, who you might remember from Season 1, Episode 8. If you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. It remains a firm fan favourite, so um, there's lots of great, great insights in that episode. So I knew that my TV channel was in good hands. And it meant that I could be fully present with where I was and what I was doing without worrying about having to check my email just to see if there was a schedule change or a problem with the uploaded speaks or whatever. So I want to tell you this story from Cyprus. My friend Tom and I were out for a walk or a hike and we were catching the last of the afternoon sun about an hour probably before it got dark. And if you don't know Cyprus, it's quite mountainous and very hot. So imagine this, we are hiking out on the mountain. The sea is sort of down below in the distance. And there are pale rocks and some trees and low spindly bushes. But it's sort of quite that sort of deserty vegetation going on. So Tom and I are walking and talking about life and business and dreams and goals and what we hope to achieve. And we come to a fork in the road. One part is a smaller, windy and quite hilly path, whilst the other one looks to be sort of more straightforward and safe. So I'm being a bit cocky and I say, oh my God, let's take the winding road. Let's be adventurous and daring because that's how we'll get the most amazing experiences out of life. And Tom humors me, bless him. So we go down the winding path and it's really quite spectacular. The views are incredible. There's a deep ravine on the one side and we can sort of see the sea stretching out into the distance. We walk a bit further on and see some goats or sheep in the distance. And we kind of realize that we're actually on somebody's land here, like a farmer. And all of a sudden we hear this really creepy, creepy, shouty noise. And it's the goat herder we think. But all of a sudden, I'm kind of getting flashbacks to, oh my God, we are in the bush and we're going to get murdered by some, you know, axe-wielding crazy person. (laughs) So it spooks me. And I decide, listen, let's go back. Uh, But let's go on a different different way to the one we came, because that's where the creepy noise is coming from. So we're climbing up the rock and find ourselves sort of outside the beaten path. And we've been talking about transformation and change and that notion of if you want something in your life to change, you can't keep just waiting. You know, you just have to start doing something that's going to move you towards what it is that you really want. You know, you can't keep waiting for someday or one day that I'm kind of saying in quotation marks because they're not a day in the week. It's not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, someday. No, it's not a day of the week. So you have to just make a decision. So whilst we're talking about this, we're walking and I happen to look down and Tom's a few meters ahead of me uh, at this point and is seriously about 20, 30 centimeters from stepping on a huge snake. And it's kind of just like lying there, coiled up against the pale rocks, soaking in the last of the afternoon sun. And I scream at the top of my lungs. I'm like, snake, there's a snake. 
think, oh my God. Tom shouts, jumps in the air, is just about to jump straight on top of the snake, but luckily jumps towards me instead. Now, depending on where you live, you might be used to seeing snakes. But coming from Denmark and living in London, I am absolutely not used to seeing snakes in the wild. So with our hearts beating and adrenaline is coursing through our veins, we're just very, very focused on getting out onto the path again, but we don't know where that is exactly. Uh, whilst after we've sort of caught our breath and our heartbeats have returned to a more normal rhythm, I suppose, we start walking and Tom jokingly says, well, where there's one, there's going to be more. And just as he has said that, we've probably walked about 10 meters or so, I freaking see another one. And I'm like, there's another one! This one is smaller, but it's still a fairly sizable snake. So we freak out again and finally find the path and, of course, promptly see a snake skin on the side of the road. And the funny thing is, I don't even think the snakes realized that we were there. They were so docile, they didn't even lift their heads, proving that that old thing you say, they're more afraid of you than you are of them. You know, that might be something we're just saying to soothe ourselves because we were definitely, definitely much more frightened of these snakes than they were of us. And a few things to note. We didn't have our phones with us. You know, we had no means of communication or even to film the snake because I guess, you know, some experiences. I suppose you just have to live fully in the moment. I was like, well, we've been hiking. I've been taking photos and videos so why don't I just be fully in the present moment and just be there without thinking, oh, should I just take a picture of this? But of course, had he or I been bitten, there would have been an issue of being able to contact the emergency services and us having to, you know, make it out of the bush. Would have one of us had to leave the other one whilst running for help? And what would we find? Would we come back? So many thoughts running through my head, just going, oh, dear, thank God. The other thing here is like, I quite love looking up animal magic, which is often pretty accurate. Like when you see if an animal comes into your vision or life, if you encounter one, then sometimes if you go and look up the animal spirit magic, that there's a lesson in there. What is the, what is the meaning of that animal and how can you use that in your own life to kind of guide you through whatever it is you're going through. It's often scarily accurate. So when we got home, obviously the first thing we looked up was what kind of snake was it? And it turned out to be a blunt-nosed viper, which are pretty dangerous. But secondly, I looked up what it means when you see a snake. And whereas there are several symbolic meanings of snakes, but one of the themes is that of transformation and how you need to shed the old skin to grow. And isn't that funny how we were literally talking about transformation and change and not waiting to change what you want to change or not waiting to become the person that you really truly want to be or feel like you are beneath all the layers of, you know, whatever society has put on you Layers that have been put on you from when you were at school, from your family, from your teachers, from your friends, from your experiences. It's all about shedding those things so that we can truly be the person who we feel we really are 
a higher self. So what's the moral of this story? Oh, here's the few thoughts that I had on the matter or on the sort of just reflecting back on this pretty amazing experience. One, be careful what you wish for. Hey, I wanted adventure and we got it. By choosing the smaller winding path, we wouldn't have ended up where we were and encountered these snakes. But although there was danger, there was also a beautiful and life-affirming experience. My dad always says when we go swimming in the really cold water, which we did on the first part of the trip a few times, he always goes, wow, that pressure tested the heart. And that's quite good once in a while. It makes us feel alive. Like when did you last sort of truly, truly feel alive, like in your whole entire body? And not just numbed or semi-conscious or anesthetized. You know, alive and sort of marveling at the world, at how miraculous it really is. The second thought was snakes are powerful and they're powerful symbols. And in order to grow, you have to shed your old skin. Sometimes we outgrow places, people and ourselves. And there has to be a death in order for there to be new life. And that can be painful, it can be uncomfortable, and even scary. And you might also need to mourn what was before you can truly step into the new self or the thing that you desire. I was speaking to another friend about ego deaths the other day, and they're painful, but they are necessary for the next phase in your life if you are truly committed to growth. But you choose. I mean... Do you want to grow or do you want to stay the same? It's up to you. But when a sign comes, as visceral as those snakes came for us, I think you better take it on board because that's just a gift from the universe to go, okay, you're talking about change? Bam, let's give you something really visceral to connect to that desire. Three. We are a part of nature. When you live in a big city or even a small town, perhaps, we are so far removed from our own true nature and from being in nature. We're constantly connected, but at the same time, we are disconnected from the fact that we are in actual fact connected to everyone and everything on the planet. That's the connection we need to tap into more if we want to live in a better, healthier, cleaner, fairer, more peaceful and sustainable world. And then four, do you have contingency plans in place? Like what are you actually going to do if something bad were to happen? How would Tom and I have gotten out of the bush had one of us been bitten or both of us and we didn't have our phones with us? Now we shouldn't anticipate catastrophes and plan for doom and gloom, but having some contingency plans in place gives you the freedom and also the ability to stay calm and rational, knowing that, okay, if shit were to hit the fan, I will be okay. I'll be able to manage. I can cope. For instance, I know I can pay my rent for six months. I have insurance that covers me if I get into a bad accident or become ill and can't work. 
I have some long-life food in the cupboard so that if the supply chain truly breaks down, I can feed myself and my family for a little while, at least, whilst things get back up and running again. I take good care of my health on a regular basis so that if I were to get ill or if something were to happen, I'm giving myself the best chances of overcoming that. And when we see things either happen to people around us or we encounter situations where things could have gone horribly wrong, that's an opportunity for us to get our business in order. You know, it reveals where the weak spots are in the ecosystem. And then you can fix it. And that just keeps you in a great state where you're not in a survival mode. So those were my thoughts for today. And I guess the question I want to leave you with is this. Ask yourself, what haven't I been doing that I've been meaning to do? What do I keep saying that I'm going to change? What transformation do I want to happen in my life? But I keep putting it on and keep saying, oh, I'll do it when I finally have the energy, the time, the money, the body, the courage, or whatever else you can come up with. What have you outgrown and what skin do you need to shed in order to grow into your new, better, happier, more fulfilled self? That's it for today. Next week, I'm speaking with Lou Hamilton. She is an artist, an award-winning filmmaker and author of the books Brave New Girl, How to Be Fearless, Fearless. And her book has just come out, which is very appropriately to this podcast called Dare to Share. She's also the host of Brave New Girl podcast and helps people reframe their stories in an empowering way so that they can inspire others and grow their brand and positively impact the world, which is what you know I'm all about. So that's what's coming next week. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen and come and follow me on Instagram at ElizabethValentine underscore. Remember, Elizabeth is with an S and do reach out. You know, I'd love to hear from you. But as always, till next time, keep daring, keep sharing, and keep creating. <laughs>